0: Welcome to Waveframe. Hi everyone and welcome back to the Waveframe Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about music and movies. My name is Luke. And my name is Isaac. And we are talking
1: about The Batman. Not Batman. Not Batman Begins, but The Batman. The Batman. And before we do that, we have a few plugs for you. Um, first of all, we have a, an Instagram page. It's a hopping place. It's really cool. I share some of my original art Luke shares some of his covers of songs that he excellently plays multiple instruments on. (laughs) And uh, we also have a few more things to plug. What's something that you need to plug, Luke?
0: Well, so uh, Isaac, you've started the 156 series recently as an offshoot of Waveframe. So you're recommending uh, three movies per week based on seasonal and timely recommendations. (laughs) Wow, yes. You should host it. (laughs) Uh, And you have one coming up, right? Yeah, so mine is going to be a companion to Isaac's 156 that the first episode will be coming soon on uh, the song by Sonic Youth, Cool Thing. Uh, And my series is going to be called Coda is the name of it. That's a musical term that I guess you'll just have to wait to figure out why I called it that until (laughs) the first episode.
1: And uh, on Monday at 7.30, I'm hanging out with TJ on Twitch. We're going to be talking about the Batman movie, uh, TJ's hilarious. He's awesome. His name is t Jumps, like the tea you drink, T-E-A-J-U-M-S on Twitch. It'll be a fun time, 7.30 to 9.30 every week on Monday. Come check us out. And if you
0: still haven't had enough Batman after that, <laughs> Isaac and I did record a 156 episode together on three past animated Batman films that we just watched last week in preparation for this. Correct. So we're Batman experts now. We are, and we have been forever. Uh, so, the
1: Batman. We have not really talking about this movie we just watched it thursday and today of recording is saturday and i have a lot of thoughts but i want to know your general impression first because i think you know a little bit more of mine because i've messaged you about it a little bit tell me your compressed thoughts Or I guess decompress because you've had some time to think about it. Yeah,
0: I I think... So, like, I've joked before about how... So, like, you know, we have talked about Inside Llewyn Davis as a movie on on this podcast. And, for example, I said about that one, this is the best movie that I don't like. You know? (laughs) And I think that this is, like the best movie that i've rated under four stars like it feels like i gave this three and a half stars on letterboxd and i feel like it deserves more than that but there's just something holding me back that being said i'm like this is a fantastic movie and i think in a way it is more than a three and a half star film even though i did give it three and a half stars i've been trying to unpack that more um as i've been thinking about that but yeah what about you
1: i think i like it more than you i gave it four out of five stars It might go up in the future. But I have a similar thing to you where I don't know why I didn't give it a five out of five stars. I think it's this elusive quality where I think they might get me to a five star or a four and a half. If the sequels really solidify a few things. And I feel like this could be a really great trilogy because Batman doesn't feel... Fully fleshed out in this movie, Mm -hmm. even though he feels cool. He feels slick. Actually, he feels like so many things that I never knew I (laughs) wanted but I think that I want this trilogy. Hopefully a trilogy. I want this series to get to a place where Batman is a little less scrappy. Mm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. maybe maybe that but like I liked the scrappiness. I was Mm. a huge fan of that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Why do you think you gave it
0: three and a half, even yeah. though you say you can't name it? What is your theory? Currently? Well, I think I, I'm looking forward to talking about this day, and maybe we can get we can come up with it together by the time because I'm still processing it. But for those who um, are maybe as familiar with Wayframe, or maybe you are, um, this we kind of uh, you know we don't script our conversations; we just kind of go and yes. flow through them pretty spontaneously. Yes. I do have four bullet points though that I, I want it, to talk about I please, that please, I, I would please, love please. to shape our conversation today, along with any yeah. that you want to bring up. So the first bullet point. Uh, that I wrote down as a question. Um, If Batman is the sum of his Robins, what <laughs> Robins are in this movie? Um, bullet what? two is Batman smart? Question mark. <laughs> Question three, how beautiful be the city that beats with Batman? Um, and then uh, bullet four is this movie has two climaxes and I didn't like it. So those are my four bullet points uh, that I would love to talk about more. Let's go through them in order.
1: I need to he- hear some of your thoughts on why you wrote down some of these. Yeah, so some of them were confusing. We me.
0: talked about, so the first one, if Batman is the sum of his Robins, what Robins are in this movie? You know, like philosophically. Oh, and so <laughs> because there little. are no Robins in this movie, uh, we'll, we'll be going into straight spoiler yeah. territory. So yeah. sorry if that spoiled anything for you. Robin's do, not in this movie. We're gonna
1: do spoilers just because then we can actually
0: talk about this movie. Um, I think so. We talked about Robins a bit on the 156 episode, um, and there are traditionally four Robins who all move on to different alter egos yep. at some point. But um, each of them, I, as I was thinking about this, I'm like, you know, in a way, like each of them. Represents a characteristic of Batman. And I'm like, I wonder if this is intentional by the writers or if other people have thought about this. So I Googled it, and sure enough, Uh, There was someone on uh, Quora.com dot com. Quora, (laughs) I never know how to pronounce it. The most respected (laughs) website. And this person, Uh, uh, their title, they have their name peer reviewed. (laughs) Well, this person has their name, and they also then have the subtitle of Bat Family Expert. And they have a little uh, red check mark next to name, which means they're a celebrity. Uh, They know what they're talking about. Uh, But they also had this idea, but I came up with this before I saw theirs. So I came up (laughs) with it first. But um, we did a line in what we thought. So you have Dick Grayson, the first Robin, who represents Batman's like uh, like kind of his character and morality and kind Mm -hmm. of his groundedness and the ability to control to control himself Uh you have jason todd as the second robin who represents uh batman's uh, brutality and anger uh in a lot of ways you have the third robin tim drake who represents his intelligence and then you have the fourth robin um who is damian wayne and he represents batman's training and high level of ability um, Why so does this make me think things. of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Because you <laughs> assemble all four and you make Super Robin, or in other words, Batman. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. if we're to break down those four characteristics, so kind of moral character, yeah. anger, intelligence, and skill, you know, I would say that the most the most prominent Robin element in this is the Dick Grayson moral character. Is what I see as the largest part of the Batman that we see.
1: Which. I would argue is the most important part. Of yeah, I would agree with now. you. I and would agree with you. It makes sense why that's his first Robin.
0: You know, mm-hmm. yeah. So we have like the issue of you know different people use guns in this. Catwoman is there, and Batman is like to Gordon, no guns at one point. <laughs> yeah, that's like you know we were talking with a friend, and that's straight out of some of the animated series. You totally. know, that's very classic Batman. Yes. Um, so I think that we we were promised, and this is maybe why I feel like I was let down a bit, we were promised a detective Batman. And I think we got this a little bit. And this leads into the next uh, question of, is Batman smart? That I had jotted down. And I think that I wanted more Tim Drake Batman. I think that we saw him being a detective, but... Do I think that Batman was actually that smart in this movie? And I don't know if I do. Why? So t- tell me about what you think. <laughs> he did a-, a bunch of
1: detecting in this movie. <laughs> what are you talking about? He-, he knew the riddles almost instantly for a lot of them. And I'm not saying there were super hard riddles. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that. But he-, he also was able to, I think, look where you needed to look. Like, there's probably an old adage of, like, doesn't matter how good you are at looking if you don't know where to look. Like, I feel like he was contrasted well to the uh, policemen of the movie. They seemed kind of focused on the wrong thing often. And Batman, I think, did a good job. While being a little bit brash, like he went too close to the neck bomb guy (laughs) and didn't (laughs) run away... (laughs) What the heck? There's a lot of times in this movie where explosions... Explosions like, mean nothing. Yeah, Well, they sometimes mean something. But yeah, a lot of times mean nothing. And that was a little like, oh, you just got to suspend my disbelief. But I feel like he did a lot of detecting. He did a lot of really good, um, I don't know, thought processes. Like when the guy was like, yeah, that's a carpet thing. He immediately wanted to like look underneath mm, the carpet. Mm-hmm. I don't know i feel like if he was i don't want him to feel omniscient i don't Mm -hmm. want him to feel like he knows absolutely everything before it happens so for me i was glad also that i could follow the riddles i thought the riddles were going to be a lot harder but Mm -hmm. they kind of weren't the the bigger riddle was like that second climax you're talking about Mm
0: -hmm. well yeah and i think that so as we're talking about this more i think part of it is maybe my disappointment lies with perhaps the Riddler or the way that they played out the riddles. Like, like they didn't have to like, you know, bring, it was like the last one was like, bring find the rat and bring him into the light or whatever. And it's like, well, even if they wouldn't have like done that necessarily, they would have brought him outside at some point, at which point the Riddler would have shot him from the roof. (laughs) I'm like, the riddle didn't matter. And that's where, uh, you know, sometimes
1: I disagree. I feel like they had to get the guy and arrest him and, Batman had to figure out who that was. Yeah. But, and he probably wouldn't have been motivated to do that without that riddle.
0: Yeah, to me, I felt like in, in a way he was kind of, at some points, it felt more like he was stumbling through these riddles and not actually solving them. Maybe I have too high of a standard for Batman's intelligence. It's but his second year and you could feel true. that hard It's true, this, And so, I liked that. So going back to your thought about our trilogy, I think it would be fun to see some big time jumps throughout this like okay. trilogy yeah, 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 and i yeah. would love to see robert pattinson as a more experienced batman i'd love to see like yeah. the riddler return for a third in a trilogy and have them do like a rematch and like really up the stakes and the ability i think that could be something that i would really be interested in seeing
1: i want batman with a beard <laughs> wouldn't that look stupid <laughs> pretty or, stupid or maybe cool just his I little don't tufts know. poking out of yeah. his ass <laughs> yeah i don't know that might be cool but maybe bad um, it might look good if he didn't have a plasticky cowl. I don't anyway, I'm overthinking this. But I think for me, I have watched movies before where I've been like, I don't get the plot happening right now, and I have to think about this harder. And this one I could follow the plot, which I was really grateful mm-hmm, for. That's true. And yet I feel like it'll still be rewarding to watch on rewatches. And I liked the character of The Riddler because I really like character motivations and I felt like he had a really good one. The fact that he thought that Bruce was a fakey orphan was worked really well for me because I feel like this movie tackles systematic problems. Whereas I feel like the Christopher Nolan trilogy tackled more uh, like emotions, like Mm. fear Mm -hmm. and chaos, even though that's not really an emotion. And this like, problems you could solve pretty well mm. like by the end of I know there's a element of crime and at the end of the Dark Knight he's like you'll always need me but but like most of the time he defeats the bad guy and you feel like good about it because the bad guy's dead or in jail or whatever this movie <laughs> it, it was conflicting for me because I felt bad during it because I was like oh like Gotham's worse now <laughs> And he he says that. (laughs) But then I was like, oh, it's actually a reflection better on the reality of the world. Mm. And I feel like that might be a sticking point for people. Like, do you like it when Batman is more in reality or do you like it when Batman is more in like an alternate dimension where things dramatically happen? He doesn't, he doesn't use the like squirrel base jumping suit. He uses like his, like Technologically super powered mm-hmm. uh, bat wings. Mm-hmm. So for me, I was like, oh, I need to shift. And then, okay, this is kind of like if Batman, Batman was in a really gothic, like Chicago or New York, if like
0: in real life. I don't know. Does that make yeah, sense? Absolutely. And yeah, this I think it's an interesting distinction for when you watch a Batman feature. Is it a Batman that can go toe-to-toe with the Justice League? Or is it not one that goes toe-to-toe with the Justice yeah. League? And or does is, the Justice League even in, yeah, exist well, in the yeah, universe? Yeah, and this one is very self-contained. This is a Batman that you would not say has got any chance versus Superman, you know, no. like if they were to go toe-to-toe. Yeah and and i think that that is then it's it's very refreshing and like you said it was it was a, a unique take that we haven't seen in a little bit it's felt like of seeing that yeah like the squirrel suit you know very much a more realistic grounded batman in yeah. maybe what, and i feel like nolan gave us that a little bit but even then he had this r&d department that was giving him all these fantastic gadgets and mm-hmm. this was very much more grounded still
1: yeah and you felt like He's a lot more unstable than Christian Bales Batman. Because mm. Christian Bales Batman did more Bruce Wayne things. Mm-hmm. Whereas this guy's like, Yeah, I don't care if we lose all our money. I I just want to avenge my, you know, parents. And in my head I'm like, dude, you can't really do the avenging if you don't have the money, you know? <laughs> like there's a correlation there. That's just bad business, Batman. <laughs> um, but so I guess we we might have lost your point there
0: a little bit. No, I, I think that, you know, it seems like we disagree a little bit on the, you know... Because he did a ton of detecting.
1: Batman. You just wish he was more smart about it? Or yeah, something?
0: I don't know. Like, I feel like the times that we saw him really be smart, it was like... Maybe there were one or two riddles that, you know, like he... <laughs> the guy with the bomb he gives up the riddle and he's just like that's oh, justice. <laughs> <laughs> I know that one. It's kind know? of funny. And, yeah, I think it like is. Like imagine that was if you kind of laugh. Uh, it's like this, this movie, eager kid is yeah. like oh it's vengeance it's <laughs> justice.
1: Dude, I I honestly think that this movie is kind of hilarious but I don't know how it is. It's not conventional. It's not mm-hmm. like, oh, there are jokes and setups. Mm-hmm. It's just like the way things are said sometimes. You're
0: like, what? <laughs> the, the tone, I think the tone was fantastic. It was consistent throughout. <laughs> I love the tone. Um, yeah, and I think that uh, like tonally, and this is why it felt like such a good movie and and such a well made movie the the camera shots the like oh the my word, focus yeah. shifts were yeah. fantastic i love that the the perspectives it was being shot from just the cinematography in general of you know the the sunlight over the city oh, the gothic yeah. architecture that you mentioned yes. every frame of this so yeah this is my third point how beautiful be the city that beats in batman <laughs> The, it's just it's every frame is gorgeous and that just makes you so happy because I think that as a, like the Nolan trilogy gets so much good things said about it and I think it deserves a lot of those but oh my gosh it's it's such classic Nolan of just these bleak blank yeah. modern landscapes yeah. and it was so nice to feel character and texture to this grounded story totally and you do have such
1: rich history in real life cities like Chicago New York. Mm-hmm. And if you highlight that in Gotham, it makes it feel like there's a there's a rich history here, too, and that's played up a lot in the movie by old footage from his dad on the, a campaign, mm. or old footage from, or even old newspaper clippings. So it felt like a very lived-in world, which I'm a huge fan of. Also, uh, we've talked about this before. I've said that the Lions fans are kind of like the best fans ever and they have the the, even if they feel like this is awful because the Lions lose all the time (laughs) like to be the underdogs like with the Chicago Cubs you know eventually you're going to get the like highest high of your life Mm -hmm. eventually Mm -hmm. probably (laughs) Um, (laughs) the Cubs got it yeah and I feel like that's the feeling I get with Batman sticking around in Gotham even though Gotham sucks Major Booty and so like <laughs> I just think that you have this huge ama- amazing sense of underdog with Gotham and the fact that Batman is a loyal fan and not like a bandwagoner That that's amazing and I like that feeling a lot um, but you have to get through a lot of depressing stuff to get there because mm-hmm. this movie is pretty dark mm-hmm. Why do they always go darker? I don't know. I feel like it's easier to do lighthearted things with a superhero like Shazam or Mm -hmm. even Black Adam or or somebody who's like goofier. Like Superman should be probably lighter because Mm -hmm. he's a guy who wears blue and red and is like, hey, I love
0: everybody. Idealizes American idealism. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And I feel like Batman is the symbol of anti-establishment for
0: the right reasons. I just wonder if there's so much like when people talk about their favorite superheroes or if you ask people who's the, like the coolest superhero. Yeah. I think the top of that list is going to be Batman for most people. I, at least I think culturally that's where we're at. I think the the Christopher Nolan boom helped that a lot. Oh yeah. But I I wonder if there's some level that people Take there's a certain reverence for Batman and a certain like bit of a pedestal that we put him on that it would feel wrong and it wouldn't be well-received if you do start to make it more lighthearted. And it, it just, I mean, it's anti the tone of him a little bit, but I think you could do it. But I wonder if just audiences would not appreciate that direction of the character.
1: I feel like if you did it well, you would have a solid fan base. But I think most filmmakers, I <laughs> think you can't go there because of what happened in 1997 mm. with Batman and Robin and how that's just a blight upon Batman's record. <laughs> not, not looked unfavorably. No. And people look favorably upon 1966, Batman with Adam West, and it's great. It's really fun. But I think that people want to, in this day and age, tackle... Like, comedies aren't as popular anymore. Mm. They don't make as much money because you could just sit at home and watch a... Comedy TV show on your streaming device. Um, so I think people are more wanting to deconstruct morality and things like that. So if you want that, this movie delivers that a lot.
0: Well, you mentioned earlier the you know the things that this unpacks, or so the issues that they're trying to address, and how That's a lot of are issues. a lot more institutional, yeah. perhaps. And you know, Catwoman does have a line where she specifically calls out you know white privilege and the yeah. difference between her and Batman. I was like, oh my gosh, the internet's gonna like blow. <laughs> and, <again> yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think it needs to be addressed, and it's like you know I'm all for it. It feels like, it, you know, the cynical side of me wants to say like, oh, it's just these writers in the writing room who are like, oh yeah, like this will get people excited. We'll just write that one line and then like not. Really I don't think it's just it one more. line though. And and that's the thing. It does fit with the theme and and, yeah. and you don't have to spell it out. But for some people, you know, it's good to have that label and you need to stake your claim in the ground there. But it does fit tonally with the film and what they're unpacking. And and that's you know the the Riddler's big deal is yeah drawing that distinction between you know this privileged Bruce Wayne. Or Oh, my word, and yeah. everybody else And the, the, there's truth to that, that's the way our world operates
1: Yeah I am really happy they went This direction because I hadn't given A lot of thought, maybe a little Fleeting thought to how Batman has such privilege Because it's very sad When parents die And he is technically de- Dictionary definition, an orphan <laughs> For sure, but the Riddler Didn't have Food and a house that was a good place to live. He didn't have uh, an amazing butler father figure who taught him Krav Maga. (laughs) So it makes sense why he's super bitter and resentful and it taps into how our culture is like growing up to realize privilege and realize how uh, that you can easily dismiss people without privilege if you're in a place mm-hmm. of power and privilege. So I felt like it wasn't just a throwaway line. I felt like it was like part of the themes of the movie and I was really glad that Catwoman was a person who could represent that because she was really cool. Yeah, Zoë Kravitz's
0: performances was her performance was fantastic. Yeah.
1: So, I, I yeah, I I do understand what you're saying like it a lot some movies put in diversity or whatever you want to uh, label it as to just try to make money or whatever but I do not feel like Matt Reeves was doing that the director was doing that with this movie. Um, what's next on your bullet point?
0: Well the last bullet point I had was uh, this movie has two climaxes and I don't like it <laughs> and I think that this is a big reason why I dropped it from potentially you know a four, four and a half even five rating and I think that this, it felt like the the big... Com- I think if you're going to have a, a story about the Riddler, the, the whole thing should be like this big uh, climax with uh, the Riddler at the center of it. And I felt like in a way, yes, it was a riddle that led kind of to the final climax with that being the flooding and the fight with the goons. And... Uh, but but also it felt so removed from it, and he felt so removed from that final battle and out of control of what it was, and that feels much more like a, a Joker move to me, where he's going to set things in motion and then let the chaos go where it is. I think this Riddler was very hands off at the end in a certain way that felt uncomfortable to me watching, and and I enjoyed the goon fight at the end. I thought it was great. That action scene was fantastic. It, throughout the action was was very good. I thought, but it felt like i i wish that the climax of maybe finding out who the riddler was would have been tied to it a bit more strongly in one climax where maybe the riddler would have been there or perhaps something with his identity was revealed at that final battle more or less rather than having a climax where i'm like oh he he solved it we've we've got it oh just kidding there's actually this big fight climax coming up it felt like it was trying to um was it like have it have it Cake and eat it too yep. uh, and, and I yep. felt like I would have appreciated A more succinct climax with a little Maybe of a shortened run time
1: Yeah I'm sure other people Feel similarly two hours and 45 minutes Is a long time um, I guess I didn't feel That as much but I can definitely see Where you're coming from like you kind of miss out On the uh, More personal side of it because Riddler's Just in some jail cell while this is Happening I thought It played into the themes well of like even if you get one bad guy, the effect they had on their community Mm. stays. Mm -hmm. And so I, I liked it thematically. And also I just thought of this. Wouldn't it be cool? You know how the villains always are a step ahead of Batman or like they plan to get caught? It's a trope, but it's fun. What if... I'm sure there is a comic series of this, but it'd be cool if Batman and Robin decided to do that to the villains, Mm. like set up a little like, oh, they're going (laughs) to thwart us. But really, that was part of our plan. And then you could like muddle that where like, like, let's say one of the villains like uh, Gorilla Grodd or something is gets wind of that. And then it gets chaotic like you were talking about. I think that'd be cool, like Batman deciding, "Hey, I'm sick of being <laughs> duped by <laughs> playing these. catch up." Yeah, exactly. He's always reacting. He's always playing catch up, um, but yeah, I can see why you thought that. I I liked a lot of the imagery in that final battle, like with that was really where it cemented his character arc, going from like, "Oh, I'm vengeance" to Oh, uh, maybe that's not so good. <laughs> um, <laughs> to realizing I need to be this beacon of hope, mm-hmm. and that is so powerful. And nothing else was as powerful as him lighting the. Uh, what do you call that? Flare. Flare, mm-hmm. and then walking out, leading people, and he went into the the muck and the water. That was very cool. Because. He's usually from up on high, looking down on people, literally, physically, Mm -hmm. and also emotionally. And Riddler called him out for that. But Mm -hmm. now he's like, no, I got to do this. Um, So I I really liked that. And so I think the double climax for me was not a surprise Mm -hmm. because, oh, I didn't even talk about this yet. But it's pretty much just... Zodiac mixed with seven (laughs) with Batman and those movies have those like fake double climaxes Mm, mm -hmm. where it's like, oh, okay We got him. Everyone's like cool, but you're like wait This doesn't feel like the ending of the movie Like I don't feel like the credits are about to roll and Mm -hmm. then you're like, oh crap. This is the worst thing in the world so if like everyone's praising this for (laughs) it being a really fresh take on uh, <laughs> I don't know detective noir like, a grim dark stories. I I just think that it's it's wearing its influences on its sleeve and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But you should go watch Seven and you should go watch Zodiac absolutely and even Chinatown, like when the guy hits his head because he's like quote unquote dead on the horn. Mm-hmm. That's a direct reference to Chinatown, mm. and that's like the most famous uh detective noir story one of the most famous with jack nicholson um but it reminded me of my friend who was like yeah when mumford and sons came out i was like oh my gosh these dudes in their vests just get up there and everyone loves it people have been doing this for 10 years <laughs> he, he's like they're the hoodie and the blowfish of folk <laughs> um i thought that was really funny and so i i'm glad that this will hopefully shine a light on more of those really good mm-hmm. movies that are like prisoners mm-hmm. we got to watch prisoners mm-hmm. sometime because
0: paul dano who it's plays in that, riddler yeah. in
1: this he's in prisoners and he's so good at that
0: so anyway, we went through all your bullet points. We went through all my bullet points. Do you have any anything that you wanna you wanna talk about? I wanna know what you think of Robert Pattinson. I think that his performance was was fantastic. He he was uh, you know you sent me a, re- a review that was <laughs> it was pretty it was it was very good and, and she joked about him you know being the e boy you know and this <laughs> it is he's he's this very you know pale kind of gaunt like more thinned out Batman. But compo- I mean granted, the last one we saw on screen was. Ben Affleck, which oh, is about word. the yeah. opposite of that. So yeah. I think that because you know because it is a, a year two Batman, and it's a young Batman still got things to learn. I you know I can I can get by with maybe him missing some of the you know riddles or missing things. Maybe feel, I feel like he maybe bumbled through them. But this is a young Batman, and I think that that was it was nice to see him as maybe more of a, a piece together person because even Christian Bale in Batman Begins is like he's ripped, he's there, he's ready to freaking go, you know, yeah. and he's so put together. And I think that this was it was it was refreshing to see that. And I think that Robert Pattinson was a good choice to bring that to light and bring that very emotional performance just from his presence. He's a very good presence actor similar to hayden christensen in the prequel trilogy of star Uh, wars yeah where he Uh, can just stare and and you yeah and you're like wow (laughs) "Wow." and batman does a lot of staring and he does a lot of looking he's quiet he's broody and i think that that was uh, a fantastic way to to bring that character to life
1: yeah i feel like if you had that trauma in your past and you decided to live at night a lot you'd look more like robert pattinson Uh than you would christian bale Uh so it makes a lot of sense that I, I don't dislike those movies. I mm-hmm. love those movies. Those movies are great, but I really like this take on it. And I almost wish they leaned more into the uh, like thematic look of the beginning mm-hmm. of the movie because mm-hmm. the beginning of the movie is set during Halloween, and that's awesome. Spooky, spooky. Like you you get more dramatic thematic stuff when you lean into how it is a dude in a bat costume. You know how how weird that is and how how he's he's got an identity and there's like a batman comic book that i haven't read but i'd like to called the long halloween and i feel like you you got to lean into that stuff so i hope they lean in more even more to it i hope they give us more alfred in the next movie because he was really great but he wasn't in the movie very Mm -hmm. much Mm -hmm. I really thought that Colin Farrell did well. Yeah.
0: He was one of the standout performances as well. Totally.
1: Yes. <laughs> I would never know that it was him yeah. if nobody had told me. <laughs> and then I thought Paul Dano did a good job. I thought it made me want to go back and watch his other performances because mm. he's really good in There Will Be Blood mm-hmm. and Swiss Army Man mm-hmm. <laughs> and Ruby Sparks. <laughs> he's been in a lot of a lot crazy of
0: stuff. stuff. He, he's fun. Um Did you like his performance? Yeah, I did. I think that I mentioned I mentioned this already. It it felt like you know, and granted, I'm not an expert on this source material, but it No, you are it felt like it carried over into Joker Terry a bit. The way that Joker Terry Joker Terry. Scary Terry? (laughs) (laughs) It felt like I, I wanted it I don't know, maybe You know, it it fits with, you know, this down with the system mentality and, you know, like Joker and and the most famous portrayal that we saw on screen with Heath Ledger is about, you know, bringing a little chaos into this system, you know, to bring it down. And that's a big part of what the Joker is. Mm -hmm. And and with the Riddler being all about disrupting the system. You know, it it fit thematically, it's a good theme, but I just, it felt like we had seen elements of this character before that he didn't feel totally unique to me. And I I wish that we would have seen maybe a bit more, you know, I I don't want to get too campy maybe, and it's a hard line to walk, but um, I would have maybe, you know, performance being very good aside, I would have uh, preferred to see maybe a bit more different characterization of the Riddler to be a bit more unique. You always
1: have Batman Forever with Jim Carrey yeah. as the Riddler, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that I can see your similarities to the Joker, but he had a lot more... J- Riddler in this movie had a lot more focus. Mm, like, he mm-hmm. wanted to reveal the mm-hmm. the hypocrisy of the system, and he had a very personal motivation to do that. So that's why he didn't bother me at all, because I liked his motivation. And I that's something that I really s- am scared for in some villains. It's like are they going to be revealed to be just kind of like a eh, motivation? Like Incredibles two didn't have a very good <laughs> villain. In my opinion, they should have stuck to just screenslaver, You know, I feel like <laughs> this movie stuck to the Riddler and mm-hmm. I really liked that. There wasn't like pull the rug out and it's actually uh, the penguin who yeah. was the <laughs> big villain the whole time. You know, like mm-hmm. movies have done that a lot and I didn't want that to happen and mm-hmm. I was glad it didn't happen. Um, yeah, any closing thoughts for you? Any moments
0: that you loved? I think, I, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I think the action scenes were great. We saw some of them in the trailer, but I really love the action in this. It was fantastic. Uh, so I'd say a lot of that stuck with me um i think that it'll be exciting to see you know hopefully if we do see a sequel it can still feel very self-contained you know we're all very saturated on this multiverse crossover big team yeah. up business so yeah. love to see the self-contained you know i would love to see then you know the colin farrell come back as the penguin be a bit more developed but also you know like This movie, you know, had big things to say. And I personally would be okay, you know, especially if we're getting multiple movies, just have a movie about Batman taking down the Penguin and the Mob. You know, like, I would... I'd be happy. Just give me someone who wants money and power and have Batman take him down. I I would love to see that matchup.
1: Okay. I would be okay with that if Batman had some sort of personal stake in it. (laughs) From what you just said, I I was like, oh, okay. Like, (laughs) I don't know. I, I, I liked it when like Ra's al Ghul and Batman Begins they knew each other you know Mm -hmm. they have a little bit more personal stake in it um I my favorite sequence in this movie was when uh (laughs) Jim Gordon who's one of the best parts of this movie uh Jeffrey Wright does an amazing job they're like talking in the police station but they're supposed to look like they're intimidating each other (laughs) so they're like talking like You grab my keys and like you can get out But they're supposed to look like they hate each other And then Batman socks him Which is fun And then he like has to run away from the police And then do that Bass jumping we were Mm -hmm. talking about I think for me What I really like about this Batman Is he's really good on his feet He's really good at Mm -hmm. improvising He's really good at being there in the moment And like thinking Okay crap I'm in this situation What do I do Um, He did that Well, in the nightclub and stuff like that and he can get away from sticky situations but I think in the next one he he could be a lot better at methodically thinking Mm -hmm. ahead like Mm -hmm. you're talking about Mm -hmm. and reacting like slowly to clues and things like that Mm -hmm. so overall I'd give it four out of five maybe more I'm excited to see it again and I think Robert Pattinson is
0: one of the best one of the best a very soft four for me. I'll bump it. <laughs> oh, wow. A soft four. Wow. I feel like uh, 3.85 okay. like, is what I want okay. to say.
1: Okay. Well, that is fantastic. Yeah. We are appreciative of you listening. Thank you for tuning in. What did you think of the Batman? Comment on one of our posts. Go to our Instagram page to see us um, and uh, try to you know let us know what you think. Because I am very curious about people's opinion on this. Anything else?
0: No. That's it. Ah,
1: uh, that's it. All right. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs>